Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Real Life Church. Happy New Year. If this is your first time here, uh, my name is Derek Spencer. I am the student pastor, and I have the privilege to speak this morning to you guys. So you guys can go have a seat. Um, It's been a crazy couple days here in Bowling Green, and I am super thankful that uh, everyone is safe from the storm that is taking place. Um, And I also want to congratulate uh, Pastor Brandon uh, this morning as well. He doesn't know that I'm doing this, but I want to congratulate him for Alabama winning this weekend. You know, uh, I want him to know publicly that I was not rooting for Alabama, and uh, I will not be rooting for them in the championship game either. Go Bulldogs. So, uh, just want to throw that out there, you know. He's a big Bama fan. Uh, I'm unfortunately a Notre Dame fan, so uh, you've seen how that happened yesterday if you follow oh, college football. <laughs> it was bad. So uh, I just want to jump into this this morning. Uh, thank you so much for worshiping with us this morning. Uh, the message that I prepared for this morning is uh, a message that I titled, A Blessing in the Breaking. Um, and I just want to go ahead and jump right into this. I know it's been a busy year uh, in 2021. Uh, and if you're like me, you're probably still processing 2020. So you're probably stuck a couple years. Uh, but we are in 2022 now. And I just want to start the year with a message talking about a blessing in the breaking. Um, and before we do all that, I want to talk about a, uh, a TV show that I really enjoy. And you may enjoy the show. You may not. I have been binge watching it as much as I can when I have the free time. And it is on Hulu if you are curious. But it is a show called Shark Tank. Has anybody heard of Shark Tank? Okay, a couple people in here. Okay, so what is Shark Tank exactly, Derek? And what are you talking about? Shark Tank is basically entrepreneurs come into this room full of sharks, which are millionaires and billionaires, basically sitting around a round table and making sure uh, whatever entrepreneur comes into the room, possibly they can get a deal with this millionaire or billionaire to help start their business. So I've been binge watching it like crazy because I think it's super interesting what people come up with and their ideas, their inventions, uh, their creations, any type of thing. And they basically showcase it to these people. And what they'll say is, you know, uh, I will invest, you know, a half a million for 35% of your company. Or they'll say something along the lines of, you know, I really don't believe in this company. You should completely kill this company. So for those reasons, I'm out. That's what they're saying, basically. And when you have a billion dollars, a million dollars, you can talk to these people however way you want, unfortunately, especially when it's your TV show. And so, All these people have something very in common, though, when it comes to um, the entrepreneurs walking into the the showcase, and also the millionaires and billionaires also have something very in common as well. And what that is, is every last one of them started out with absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. They said, a lot of them, Mark Cuban's my favorite, he said, and he has, what, like $4.3 billion in his name. And he said the reason why he got to where he was at was because he was homeless at one point. And he had absolutely nothing, you know, going towards him in any way. And he was, his back was up against the wall. And he said, you know what, I'm going to make sure I do something because I need to do something from about my life. And so what he did was he basically came up with different inventions, different ideas. And he went along with these ideas. And all of a sudden, boom, he's a billionaire. I wish it was that easy, right? <laughs> I would do it tomorrow or today. But that's exactly how it started for them. And every last one of the uh, entrepreneurs will always come in and and share their story about how they were fired from a job. They um, they, They went bankrupt or something 
unfortunately happened in their life that they did not see coming. And I want to show how that relates to us spiritually as well, because there's so many times in our personal lives, everyday life, where we say, you know what? I don't know where to go from here. My back's up against the wall. What do I do? I'm broke. I got nothing to, nowhere to go. I got nobody that loves me. I I don't know what to do right now. And all of a sudden you feel stuck and you feel hopeless and you feel like running and you're afraid to see what's coming next. So I want to relate this to a couple people in the Bible. First, there was a guy named Abraham. Abraham was asked to trust God and say goodbye to his country and family without knowing his end destination. Joseph was stuck in prison for years on false charges before God's purpose became clear and he became second in command in Egypt and led the country through an extended famine. Moses spent 40 years in desert exile before being tapped by God to lead the Hebrews out of Egypt. And then he spent the next 40 years questioning God's calling as he was constantly questioned and mocked by the people he was leading. Esther risked her life to ask favor for the Jewish people from her husband. The Old Testament prophets were subject to ridicule, false accusations, outright rejections, physical threats, and actual violence. Jesus sent his disciples as lambs among wolves and warned that they may be rejected for sharing the gospel. The apostle Paul was often hungry, thirsty, and naked during the course of his ministry. He was whipped, beaten, shipwrecked, and threatened, and he felt a constant burden for those in his spiritual care. Paul and Silas, Paul, Silas, Peter, and John were reportedly, repeatedly imprisoned. The apostle John was exiled and died on the Israel or the island of Patmos, and Jesus himself was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. So what do any of these have to do with this message today? And I want to share with you something very specific with you, and that's it. That is this. When you are at your lowest point, the only way you can go is up. And I wish I had a bouncy ball because I would throw it on the ground right now and you'd watch it explode up into the air because that's exactly what happens in life and that's what happens in our spiritual walk with Christ every single day. And we see it as a pattern all throughout the Bible. We see people at their lowest point when they don't know where to go, when they're imprisoned and enslaved and they say, God, I'm called to this, but I'm doing this. What do I do? God, you've called me to this, but I'm questioning every single thing because I'm confused. God, you've told me that this is going to happen, but I feel like I'm constantly being nagged about how I'm I'm lying. I'm making false false lies against different things that are happening in this world. If you are broken, if you are in those places, you are in good company. Because unfortunately, guys, your calling in life is going to break you. And we don't know why we are going to be broken because we don't see the end goal. So how many of you this year have any New Year's resolutions? Any of you? Nobody. (laughs) Right on, Sam. (laughs) One person has a New Year's resolution. So if you don't, good for you. If you do, good for you. Some people that I know have a personal resolution of working out more and getting in better shape. So I brought with me some weights today because I'm a big illustration person. I brought with me some weights today. And I wanted to show you guys something when it comes to lifting weights and doing different things. So when you start lifting weights, you don't just start lifting weights out of nowhere, right? Nobody's going to go pick up some weights and be like, you know, I'm going to work out today. Nobody. (laughs) You know what you do? I'm just saying, I'm going to go eat some food. I'm going to go watch some Hulu. I'm going to go do this. That's what we naturally want to do because this is hard. Nobody wants to pick this up and do this, right? 
Come on, somebody. Does anybody want to do this right now? No, nobody wants to do this. It's hard. It's going to hurt you. But ultimately, we don't want to do this because we don't see the end goal either. You know, if we saw the end goal of seeing ourselves being really fit and good looking or however, this, I'm talking to me right now. If we want to be really fit and good looking, we got to see the end goal. And that's why we would start picking up these weights. So what you would do is say, you know what? One chubba bubba, two chubba bubba, three chubba bubba, four chubba bubba. And you start getting yourself fit, right? You start seeing yourself and saying, you know what? Today, I got my workout in. I'm good to go. I'm going to go keep doing whatever I'm going to do. Tomorrow comes around. You know what? It's time to work out. I really don't want to do it because I know it's going to hurt me, but I'm going to do it anyways, right? So I'm going to pick up my weights again. One chubba bubba, two chubba bubba, three chubba bubba, four chubba bubba, and you put down the weights again. But I would never do this every single day unless I saw the end vision of what I wanted to come out of it, right? And that's exactly how it is in our everyday life when it comes to pain and struggle. See, walking with Christ seems to be an, a, an easy thing until you have to pick up the weight and actually do something with it. Because when you start picking up the weight, you have to have a vision to go somewhere with it. Because if you just pick up these weights and say, you know what, I'm going to get ripped overnight, it's not going to happen. If you, if you do those online ad things where you say, you know, do this in 30 minutes and you'll have a six pack, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. I wish it was true because I would do it too, but it's not going to happen. You have to every single day pick up the weights and realize the pain is going to come, but there's a result that's going to come with it. So I looked up something because I understand how that works, but I wanted to give a clear definition of what exactly happens when you work out. After you work out, your body repairs or replaces damaged muscle fibers through a cellular process where it fuses muscle fibers together to form new muscle protein strands. These repaired strands increase in thickness and number to create muscular growth. So naturally in the physical and the spiritual, when something is broken, it will be replaced to create something stronger and it will grow. When something naturally breaks in the physical for your body and the spiritual, it will naturally grow itself into place and become stronger. So, unfortunately, but a blessing is pain comes when you say yes. Pain will come when you say yes, because saying yes to Jesus will require something to break. But here's the good news, guys. God is not looking for something or someone put together, but he's looking for a broken spirit. If you want to write this down or flip to this, it's in Psalm 51, verse 16. And it's one of my favorite scriptures in Psalms. There's so many good ones, but this is one of my personal favorites. Psalms 51, verse 16 and 17. It says, you do not desire a sacrifice, God, or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, oh God. God's not looking for something tangible that you can grab onto. He's looking for something inward, and that's you. He's looking for a broken soul, a humble spirit that is just looking after God, saying, God, I need something right now. I know I've messed up. I know I've done things. I know the past couple years have really been hard for me. But right now, I'm going to humble myself and have a broken spirit and say, you know what, God? 
I'm going to turn towards you because I know that's what you're looking for. There's a song that me and my wife used to lead uh, whenever we were at our last church up in South Bend, and we were doing the young adults up there and really helping out in the youth and worship and stuff. And there, the lyrics go, I find myself alone again, my hopes and dreams caving in. I find myself alone again, wondering when this will end. But then a voice calls out to me, surrender all so you can be beautifully broken, perfectly scarred. Your love overwhelms me and I am never too far. With grace like a river, it washes me clean, bringing to life what was lost inside of me. Beautifully broken. See, your calling is not supposed to be easy because your assignment is not easy. Your calling is not going to be easy because your assignment is not easy. It's for you. Your assignment is personally for you because if it was easy, everyone would do it. You know, that's something my dad always told me, tried to teach me growing up. If it was easy to be a Christian, everyone would do it. If it was easy to be a good father, everyone would do it. If it was easy to be a hard worker, everyone would do it. But here's the thing, your calling is not easy because it's your assignment. There was a quote that I loved a while back that I actually kept as my lock screen. And I read it just about every day. And it says, if you're called to mend the brokenhearted, you're going to wrestle with brokenheartedness. If you're called to prophesy, you're going to struggle to control your mouth. If you're called to lay hands, you will battle spiritual viruses. If you are called to preach and teach to the gospel, you will be sifted for the wisdom that anoints your message. If you are called to empower, your self-esteem will be attacked. Your successes will be hard fought. Your calling will come with cups, thorns, and sifting that are necessary for your mantle to be authentic. Humble and powerful. Your crushing won't be easy because your assignment is not easy. Your oil is not cheap. See, Joseph needed the prison for his assignment. Moses struggled with speaking because he needed to rely on God. Jesus was broken for his assignment, which was the redemption of our sins. And maybe you need to be broken so your pride doesn't get in the way. Maybe you need to be broken so your anxiety doesn't get in the way. Maybe it's so your desires don't get in the way. I, don't, I can't personally tell you what your, what your needs to be broken about, but every last one of us in here has to be broken before God. It's a, it's a guarantee. We have to lay our lives down and pick up our cross or our weight daily and say, you know what, I know this is going to hurt. I know it's going to hurt when I walk in my calling because I know it's my calling. It's not an easy assignment, guys. And I know this doesn't feel like it's an encouraging message to start the new year, but I want to encourage you and tell you, you can walk in the spirit strongly because when you are broken, it's a promise that you will heal. It is a promise because Joseph needed the prison to get to where he needed to be to lead this, that Egypt out of captivity and out of famine. Moses needed to be broken so he could rely on God just a little bit more every single day. We need to be broken because we can't do it on our own. We can't do it on our own. And this year, let this be the year that you don't rely on yourself anymore. 
Let this be the year that you stand firm in your family and say, you know what? I will rely on God because it's not about me. It's about putting everything I have inside of me and say, you know what? I will serve a God with everything that I have because that's my calling. I am called to preach the gospel. I am called to serve others. I am called to make a difference in my family because that's your calling. That's your calling. And I want to encourage you with this. Matthew 26, verse 26. You can write this down if you'd like as well. It says, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, take this and eat it, for this is my body. See, before you are broken, God always blesses. Before you are broken, God always blesses. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, it says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us groanings that can't be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. After you are broken, after Jesus blessed it and broke the bread, he gave it to others. After you are broken, God always gives to others. 1 Peter 4, verse 10 and 11 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As good stewards of God's varied grace, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Your calling is not just for you, and it's not just future tense. Your calling comes from God, and your calling is to serve others. I know this sounds like very typical when, it's, when I say your calling comes from God and it comes to serving others. Because sometimes in life, you know, there's people out there that often say, you know what, I'm called to do this and I'm going to take care of me and mine and that's it, right? I have a gift to do this, so I'm just going to make sure I take care of it over here and I'm going to live a different life over here. You can't just have a calling and then live two different lives. You have to have a calling and everything inside of you has to work together so you can be in unity with not just yourself, but you can be in unity with the will of God that he has for your life. So your calling is not just for you, and it's not just future tense. You know, I, I think of this a lot because I work with students, and I often tell them, well, I don't often tell them, but I often think this, and I should tell them more often, you don't have to wait till you're 20, 30, 40 to do something for God. You can do stuff right now to make a difference. You don't have to wait until you get to a certain level of degrees, or you have to wait until you're a certain level at your job. You can do stuff right now to make a difference. Your calling isn't something that's future tense. If you're called to do it, do it. If you're called to do it, don't wait, because God is not speaking these things to you right now so you can do it 20 years from now. He's speaking these things to you right now so you can do it right now. If you're called to do something, don't wait. And don't just do it for yourself. Do it for others. So whatever you're called to do, unfortunately, you're going to be broken. If you're called to be a pastor, and I don't know if there's anybody in here that's called to be a pastor that's sitting in here right now, but if you're called to be a pastor, you will be broken. Your spirit will be broken. 
If you're called to be a missionary, you will be broken. If you are called to be a teacher, you will be broken. If you're called to be a nurse or a doctor, you will be broken. If you're called to be an evangelist, you will be broken. If you're called to be a prophet, you will be broken. Because I want to remind you of Psalms 51, verse 16 and 17. The sacrifice that God desires is a broken spirit. And he will not reject a broken and repentant heart. Oh God. Aren't you thankful that God doesn't reject you when you're at your lowest point? When you're trying to walk in your calling and you just feel like everything you do, it isn't adding up and you're trying to make a difference, but it's not really working. Doesn't it just discourage you a little bit in the fact of, man, God, I just, I don't know what to do. You know what? It's okay. Because Psalms 51 says he won't reject a broken spirit. You don't have to run anymore and you don't have to look anywhere else because there is beauty in the broken. Your calling is not supposed to be easy because your assignment is not easy. So let me ask you, is there something in your life that needs to be broken? Maybe you're in the process right now of being broken and you're discouraged because you want to run from your calling. Luke 9 verse 23, if you want to write that down. Luke 9 verse 23 says, Jesus speaking here after he talked about his calling of going to the cross, he said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? In the Greek translation, the word life is closer to the word psyche, which means the seal of the feelings, desires, affections, aversions, which basically is our heart, our soul, our mind. What Jesus is saying is that you have to lay this down, your, your heart, your mindset, your soul. You have to lay down your approach of life, and you have to die to your way of living and follow Jesus. You know, a scripture I, that is our, our theme scripture for student life is John 10, 10. And it says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and I come that, I might, that they may have life and have it abundantly. And in the Greek translation of the word life there, it means zoe. And this life means the absolute fullness, both essential and ethical, which belongs to God. And through him belong to the hypostatic logos, which is Jesus. Altogether, Jesus is saying to receive the fullness of life, both essential and ethical, you have to lay down your desires and pick up your cross daily. God, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to work out right now. I don't want to pick this up. But you know what? I'm called to. So I'm going to. I know it's going to hurt me. I know I'm going to get out of breath sometimes, but this is my cross, and I'm going to pick it up, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it because I got nowhere else to go. I want to have a, a broken spirit, a humble spirit after you, God, and I want to chase after you in every single way that I do, but I'm discouraged. But it says in Matthew 7, verse 14, for the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, or zoe, the absolute fullness of life. And those who find it are few. They're few. 
I'm not going to sit here and say everyone's going to find it because that's not what the Bible says. It's a hard road. It's a discouraging road, but it leads to the absolute fullness of life. And I don't know about you, but I want to be part of the few. I don't want to sit on the sidelines and say, you know what? It's hard, so I don't want to get the absolute fullness of life. I'd rather just keep doing my desires, the things that I want, the things that I want to say, the things that I want to do, the way that I want to lead. I'll do it however, but I'm not going to do it God's way because that way is hard. And I know this is tough because it's spoken to me first, but you got to do it to lead to life. See, there's so much fullness in life that we don't even understand. We can sit here and thank Jesus so much for the blood, but we can't live for the blood. Every single day in our life, we have to apply it and take up our cross daily. And maybe you're not in the process of being broken and you're not discouraged because you, you don't want to do the calling that God asked for you. Well, maybe it's the opposite then. Maybe there's something in your life that needs to be broken and maybe it's a generational curse. Maybe it's pain from your father or mother that was passed down to you that, that have been there for years, whether it's bitterness something that was done sexually wrong to you. Maybe there's something that's been passed down that you're gonna be having kids or you have kids that you're starting to pass down to your kids. Is there something that needs to be broken in your life? And maybe it's a generational curse. Maybe it's not a generational curse. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's something that holds you back and nobody knows about it. Maybe it's lust. Maybe it's whatever your addiction may be. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's, it's smoking dope. I don't know. But God knows your heart. And you don't got to tell me because you can have a broken spirit before God and he will not reject you. He will accept you exactly the way that you are. And he loves you so much. That's why he laid his life down for you. He wants you to have the fullness. He gave us the, the whole script of what's going to happen. The thief is going to come. He's going to try to steal, kill, and destroy you and your purpose. But here's the thing, guys. Jesus came to give you life. That's the whole thing. That's it. So now we can walk in boldness and say, you know what? I'm no longer going to do the things that I want to do, but I'm going to run towards life. Maybe it's not a generational curse. Maybe it's not an addiction. Maybe it's pride. You keep running from God because you think you can do it better. And that's a tough one to speak about. I, I struggle with pride. I oftentimes think I can do things better. I can humbly stand here and say that because I've struggled with it and I'm constantly giving it back to God saying, you know what? Your ways are better than mine. Your thoughts are better than mine. You, you see things higher, so much better than I could, God. So I will constantly keep going towards you. What is it that needs to be broken in your life? Maybe it's greed. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's bitterness. I don't know, guys. But you get the point. The point is, is there something in your life that we're starting the first Sunday of the year and you've been struggling with it for a long time. And you just want to say, you know what? I'm tired of struggling. I just want to give it to God now. I don't want to go another year. I don't want to go another day. Run towards life. Because that's what he wants to give you. And the beauty of it is, back in Romans chapter 8, the verse that we read earlier, is that the Holy Spirit is pleading for us to be in harmony with God's own will. What needs to be broken in your life so you can walk in the fullness of the blessings God has for you? 
to get to your calling, something has to be broken. And this is a hard command and it's a hard scripture to read, but it says in James chapter four, verse 10, it says, humble yourself before the Lord. But it doesn't just end there. It doesn't just say where God says you need to do this, period. It says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Maybe it's generational curse. Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's bitterness. I don't know. James 4, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. So understand, guys, I know this is a lot. I know this, is, this can be heavy if you are struggling with brokenness right now or if you're fighting the calling that God has for your life. This can be hard, but understand the blessing comes in the brokenness. I read earlier all the, all the different you know, people in the Bible that struggled with different things, going to prison, walking in the calling of what they're supposed to be doing, but they're so confused. You know, I was reminded the other day of David and Saul. David sat under Saul in obedience for so long. Don't, whenever God says that you has a promise for his life, don't you think David just wanted to just overtake Saul so many times and become king? I mean, if I was David, probably, let's be honest. But there's a, there's a process that God's trying to break things off of you that aren't of him. And he's trying to say, if you need to get to your calling, you need to break it off. This is your decision. Break it off or it's gonna hurt you even in the long run. There's a reason why we pick up our cross daily because there's a pain to it, but it's because we see the vision. We wouldn't want the pain if we didn't see the vision. So what is your vision for your calling? What is it? Do you see yourself with a happy family? Will you all love God and you're all worshiping together? Do you see yourself with a good job, but not just a job with good money because that may not be your calling? Is it a job that makes you happy and you feel fulfilled? I'm not a prosperity preacher. <laughs> I'm a walking in God's calling preacher. If he says to quit your job that makes you a lot of money to leave for another job, you better do it. It's gonna make you happier. And, I, and that wasn't in my notes, but I, I felt like speaking that. Ultimately, guys, whatever is your calling, run towards it. Broken spirit, repentant heart, and I can make you a guarantee, he will not reject you. He will only lift you up. He will make you stronger physically and spiritual. Muscles will grow together and they will grow stronger than ever before. Does anybody want to grow this year in 2022? Does anybody want to break things off this year that has been holding you back for so long? Let's do it today. Let's go ahead and pray, church. Father God, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, and we thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence, to get the privilege to do things your way, to walk in your boldness towards you, God, and say, you know what? I'm no longer going to run towards, run away from your calling, God, but I will run towards your presence and run towards your calling, even if I have to be broken. If that's you, if there's something in your heart that's just pounding right now and you need to get to this altar, get to this altar. You don't got to wait for me to end this prayer. Get to this altar right now. Because there is brokenness in our lives that has to be handled. There's generational curses. There's pride. There's greed. There's lust. 
There's addictions that need to be handled. And what better way to start off this year in the house of God, breaking off those things, saying, God, I will no longer run away, but I will run towards you. My life is your God. Everything in it is yours, God. I will be a man of integrity. I will be a woman of integrity. I will do everything your way because my calling is to you and it's to serve others. I just pray for everyone in this room, God, right now. Speak to hearts, convict hearts, Lord. Speak to them only the way that you can, Lord. Moving their families, moving this church, and have them run towards you boldly, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand over the house this morning? If you want to run towards God and you're tired of feeling this way, you're tired of feeling broken, you're in a good place. God accepts a broken spirit. He accepts a repentant heart. I come to this halter and just lay it down. You don't have to have that heavy burden any longer. Run to this altar. If you want someone to pray with you, I would love to personally pray with you. I'll be standing right up here with Pastor Brandon. If you want personal one-on-one prayer, I would personally love to pray with you. But don't leave this room this morning. Don't start off the year knowing that there's something inside of you that needs to be let loose and you walk out of these doors. If the Holy Spirit is convicting you, your heart's pumping, there's something in your stomach that says, oh, I don't know about this. That's the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you would run towards him and receive freedom. Amen. Let's, let's worship.